half century is up and Team Isle of Man have reached the 50 medal marker on the penultimate day of competition here in Gibraltar. Tonight we'll hear from judo, basketball and get the reaction of team manager Jill Gillings on the news the games are coming home in eight years time. With one day remaining, the Manx athletes are only behind Jersey and the Faroe Islands in the medal table, but as we all know, in sport, things can, and very often do, change. Welcome along to episode 6 of the 2019 Island Games Review with myself, Chris Cave. And we begin tonight with a bit of basketball, as both a men's and women's team have been battling hard on the court for the Isle of Man over the past week, as they attempt to not only secure a medal, but also grow the sport back on home shores. Whilst the men have found it tough to grind out the victories they needed to be on the podium, the women are still in with a shout with one match still to play. Earlier today, they faced a Menorca side who looked like gold medal winners in waiting as they played the Isle of Man in the semi-final. They just looked that bit sharper, faster, more powerful and more clinical as they eventually registered a comfortable victory, but it wasn't anything the Manx girls weren't expecting and they had smiles on their faces and their heads held high at the end. Chatting to a couple of them, they told me that it was actually the first time they've been able to restrict Menorca to below 100 points, and that might not sound like an achievement at all, but the Menorcans have been in rampant form this week and have got into three figures on several occasions. It means that a bronze is still on the cards for the women's basketball team as they go into a third-fourth playoff on Friday in a bid to seal a first-ever medal success for a Manx basketball team at the event. It's a sport growing in stature on the island, and who knows, their exploits in Gibraltar may just be enough to expand it even further. At present, there isn't a ladies' league on the Isle of Man, but Becky Dunn, one of the stars of the team playing at the Games this week, says that could all change if the good times keep on rolling. Uh, yeah, it was. That's probably, they'll be the best team we play all week. Um, but we love playing them because, you know, they play fair, they play hard. We knew it was going to be tough. And some of these girls, you know, it's their first Island Games. But we have been preparing for this, the physicality uh, by playing the men, so... You know, we got there, we put up a good fight that first half, we've suffered a few injuries, so probably missing a few players, that second half is where the fatigue cut in, and that's really where they just stepped on and pushed ahead, but we enjoy it, we love it, we have a great relationship with them, and we wish them luck in the final. It was extremely physical, uh, extremely <laughs> draining for you, fitness-wise as well. There's no women's league in the Isle of Man, do you think it was beneficial for you playing in the men's? Definitely beneficial in terms of physicality and the jump. So, you know, we've got some six-foot men in our league um, back home. So, you know, none of these girls are probably ever going to hit that height. Um, but the only difference is, I guess, in the men's league, we have to play with a size seven. Um, and the sudden change then to a size six, suddenly we're overpowering the ball. You know, we're throwing it much harder. But, yeah, no, definitely we would love to see a ladies' league come back. You know, we miss playing women. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, the men have been amazing in helping us prepare ourselves to get ready for the game. And that's probably why we've had such a successful game. You know, it's been a long time since we've been in a semi-final. And we'll be fighting against the home team Gibraltar tomorrow um, for the bronze medal. So it's a great position to be in for ladies basketball, definitely. I mean, despite the loss today, do you feel it has been an extremely successful game for you? Do you feel, if, if anything, you've overachieved? Yeah, massively. The uh, Menorca coach, right before we started, actually said to us that he was glad to see us here. He said it's been a long time coming, you know, we've worked. Um, Gibraltar and Guernsey were the ones where we were aiming, you know, to get ourselves fighting for a medal, and we've done that. Um, so to go out tomorrow, whatever happens, we'll finish top four and, you know, then prepare us for the next two years and hopefully, you know, we'll just see what happens. But massively, you know, if anything, this was what we wanted, top four, um, and we have achieved that. So going out tomorrow... We've got nothing to lose and we just want to fight as hard as we can to maybe take home that medals. Just six points in it after the opening quarter. So do you feel, 
I mean, it was always going to be backed against the wall job against a team of this stature, but do you think the damage was really done in that second quarter where they just pulled away slightly? Yeah, and probably that third quarter um, nightmare that a lot of teams face, you know, the fatigue hits. Um, like I said, we're a few players down due to injury, so we maybe didn't have as fresh a bench coming out as they would, but um, they probably pulled away in that third. You know, we went out fighting in the fourth, and like I said, we got our development players on, and for them to play a team of this standard is an experience in itself, so... You and Lauren Ellison seem to be linking up really well. You're making some fantastic runs and she always seemed to find you uh, in the early stages especially. How much of a loss was Amber Carriage? We saw that she had her knees strapped up and she wasn't moving as freely when she did get on for a brief spell towards the end of that match. So Amber went down in the first game against Guernsey on Monday um, and seems to have... We're not sure what she's done to her knee. Uh, we must thank Ruth from Swimming, you know, the physio up there. She's been working with Amber to get her back. Um, and so for Amber to be able to get on court today was really a massive achievement. We're praying that tomorrow she'll be back fit. You know, I've been playing with Amber and Lauren for about 15 years now. For some reason, Lauren Ellison seems to know where I'm going before I do. Uh, and I don't know what it is that she reads my mind or whatever. So, you know, she'll be a loss. Um, those two unsportsmanlike, unfortunately, will mean she can't play tomorrow. Um, but hopefully if we have Amber back, you know, things will be strong. And we've got, you know, a squad that can go up and give Gibraltar a game. Considering the physicality, I'm surprised there's not been more injuries for this basketball team at the Games. Ah, we're used to it, you know. Um, like I said, playing against the men, you know, they're so physical. And to be fair to them, they never went easy on us, which is probably why the massive difference we've noticed since we started playing in that men's league is when we get here, we're ready. You know, we're ready for, to be pushed and shoved and we can give as good as we get. Yeah, no, a lot of bruises though. <laughs> Looking a little like a Dalmatian at this point. <laughs> It's not unheard of for this Menorca team to score three figures in a match. It must be pleasing for you and your, your teammates and the manager as well that you, um, you didn't concede 100 yeah. points. And it's great, it's very pleasing to see that you're not disheartened. You're, you've still got your heads held high, and rightly so, because a fourth-place finish, at least, at an Island Games for the women's basketball team, what will that do for the sport on the Isle of Man? You know, it'll just give that belief we've... We've been working towards this for the last few games, um, you know, to get ourselves up there. And, you know, it's finally nice to have some payoff, not just even from that fourth place finish, but the coaches we've come up against, you know, Gotland and Menorca, we've now played both, both teams. They will be the final tomorrow and that will be a closely contested match. Both teams said how much we've come on. For me, the massive success as captain is um, they were on 99 and we had three minutes to go and we had three of our development players on, you know, Holly Hennessy is 15 years old, first ever Island Games, Zoe, you know, she's only been playing properly basketball for about eight months and they stopped them from hitting that triple, uh, you know, three-figure number. So for them to do that as well is just unreal, you know, they could have kind of shied away, you know, coming on against a team like that and saying, look, we don't want them to hit 100. You know, they could have kind of backed off, but they didn't. They stepped up, they did what we asked them to do. So it's the mini victories, really, that we've been achieving throughout this week. They wanted 100 as well, I think. Yeah, With did. 25 seconds to go, they were really knocking on the door. I bet that was the longest 25 <laughs> seconds of your life. Definitely. Uh, you know, a 40-minute match always seems to last a lot longer than I ever think. Yeah, no, definitely. And like we said, they play in an amazing spirit. Um, you know, they... They come at us hard, you know, they don't think, oh, they know they could really work us and they do. And that's what we like, that's how we're going to progress, so, yeah. What would it mean to you if you would come away from here with a medal? Oh, God, I don't know. Do you know what, we take each day as it comes, but if we hit that bronze medal, I think, 
you know, you'd probably struggle to speak to us because we'd all be crying. <laughs> you know, we've worked for it, so. Well, many congratulations. Thank uh, you so commiserations much for the on the, uh, the defeat today, but all the best in your next match. Uh, thank you. Great to hear from Becky Dunn there, who was back at the court in the evening session as the men took to the court to go head-to-head with Jersey. Unfortunately for the guys involved, only pride was at stake, but it was made all the more interesting considering host nation Gibraltar were playing on the court next to them. The noise was the loudest I've heard it at any event at the Island Games so far, and there have been many moments where the roof has been raised, but this was a cauldron of noise and the Manx boys knew they couldn't afford to get distracted by it. Midway through the match, they looked to be in firm control, but for whatever reason, they started to miss where earlier in the match they'd have scored and Jersey were capitalising. The momentum shifted. It was now with the Channel Island and they managed to bring it back to level terms with seconds counting down in the final quarter. The Isle of Man edged back in front once again and then a crucial two free throws were rewarded, which, with the pressure firmly on in front of a hugely vocal crowd, Sean Anthony kept his cool, held his nerve to give us some much-needed breathing space with less than 40 seconds on the clock. It eventually finished 60-56 to the Isle of Man and there was much relief and delight at the final whistle. I spoke to birthday boy Sean Doyle after an intense battle. Sean... Have you ever played in an atmosphere anything quite like this? I've never never seen an atmosphere like this in my life. It's obviously most most of the crowd aren't here for us, they're here for the home crowd but and supporting Gibraltar, but it's it's an immense atmosphere, it's enjoyable to be in the arena at the same time they are. Surely though, when you're on court, you're playing, you're focusing on the match. So when you hear a roar from the crowd when you've done something well, regardless of which match it's out, that must spur you on. Oh yeah, it definitely spurs the song, because obviously at the same time We've got our fans up there and the women and the parents as well who are cheering us on. So any, any roar we hear, it, it, it massively eggs us on. Is it distracting at all? At times it can be more because of the rest whistles. Obviously you think they're on your court, you hear big roars and whistles, you're trying to find out what's going on while trying to focus on the game and your game at the end of the day. But no, we, we got used to it, like I said to Andy before, our first two group games were against Gibraltar women. So we, we kind of got used to the big crowd and the, the loud cheers. At one stage of that match, you were firmly in control, but you almost let it slip. Oh, yeah. Start of the third and all the way through the third, we were, it was uh, squeaky bum time, should we put it, um, put it politely. But no, yeah, it was, they've got a lot of big guys, big strong guys, and that's where we lack in a way. So, yeah, so we had, we had to work hard, but we got there in the end. I'm struggling to hear you from the noise, but what were you saying to each other on the court to each other up and just to make sure you saw this result through to the final I think the mo- most important thing which coach Paul said as well is just trust each other and trust what trust your own game as well we, we're good enough to beat these guys we've got better technical players than they do so it was the, the key word in the, in the timeout and the huddles were just trust so and that's what happened in the end we did and we got there sum up for us if you would your Island Games experience with the basketball team here in Gibraltar it's been absolutely unbelievable Obviously, it's a bit different compared to playing with the football boys because we're going for gold like two years ago in Gotland. But these boys are a men's group. We're, we're the, it's a building block. We're processed. We're, we're trying to improve each year. Like two, two years ago, four years ago, we, we didn't do as well as we have this year. It's the best place we've ever been to. So in that way, finishing fifth is, is a good, it's a good building block. I'm sure with your performances here and people listening at home and they can hear this excitement in the background, it's going to inspire a new influx of people into the sport so in two years time who knows how what you can achieve well that's what we're trying to do and we're already before we even play this game we're talking about how we can keep building on and building two years time 
Um, but we've got a lot of great young players coming through. If I mentioned a few like Michael Connolly, he's a great young player. So we've just got to build with these little kids. We don't want them trailing off and not really keeping involved and keeping uh, focused on basketball. So it's our job now to sort of get the next, the next youth kids through and get them done into the team. I have to say also, happy birthday to you. Is this a good present? It's a great present. I said to Ross, I couldn't ask for a better present than him hitting that jumper with about 10 seconds to go. But I think we're going to celebrate tonight with a nice meal for the team and the girls, and then we're going to go to S Club 7, so yeah. Well, that was going to be my final question. I know there's some Europa League action on tonight, and I know you're a football man, but you like your music as well, so you've chosen S Club, have you? Mate, S Club 7 with a band going through when I was a young kid, so yeah, I'll definitely be there with my, uh, my T-shirt, my hand in the air, maybe a drink in my hand as well. Is there any party like an Esla party? Oh, there's no party, trust me. <laughs> Incredible scenes there. On to athletics though now, and 2019 marks the ninth games that Hannah Riley has been involved in. She seems to medal every time and confesses herself to being stubborn in that she's only ever happy when she's winning. She's been happy a lot of the time in her career then because her success in regards to the Isle of Man is unprecedented. Hannah took her tally to 21 medals, I'm told, this week when she scooped silver in the 100 metres hurdles at Lathbury. It means she's the most successful athletics competitor in Ireland Games history for the Isle of Man. And I tried to find out what it was about the event that not only keeps her coming back, but also keeps her among the medals. Here we are again, another Island Games, which you're representing the Isle of Man at. And of course, you have won a medal. It was written in the stars, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know about that. Um, a medal was, to be honest, potentially I wasn't going to be on the start line. So to come out with a medal was, it, it's bittersweet, to be honest. I, I'm still quite disappointed because I always expect a little bit more of myself. <laughs> when you say you didn't expect to be on the start line, that's physical problems that you've had, um, struggling with a bit of an injury. So... To get a silver is magnificent in itself. How is your body holding up at the moment? Do you know what? It's been absolutely fine. I think the trouble is I came out of the winter um, in the last interview I had with Ed. I know I was in really good shape. I've run the fastest time I'd run in ages. And five weeks ago, I tore a tendon in my foot. And it's my landing leg off the hurdle. So it was just, it was just not holding up enough to come off those hurdles. So I wasn't even able to warm up over the hurdles or anything because I rolled it again on Friday. But Ruth Cole strapped it up for me, so I literally had a cast of strapping and a bit of painkillers and saw me through. <laughs> was that it that made you get to the start line, the combination of the excellent team of physios that we have for Team Isle of Man and your own personal desire to compete at the Games? Yeah, there was there's no way I wasn't going to be in the start line if I, unless I physically couldn't walk. So uh, I was getting there no, no matter what. And yeah, and Ruth was absolutely amazing. She like literally taped it so it wouldn't actually move either way. Um, but unfortunately, I four-strided all the way, which meant that my, t my time wasn't great. And But as I said, bittersweet. If I'd have been told that I'd been given a silver medal at the beginning of the, uh, that beginning of that day, I would have snapped your hand off. But it's just, yeah, bittersweet. <laughs> Do you think it's that mindset which has made you so successful over the years at the Island Games? I don't know, stubborn, pig-headed. Uh, I just hate, I hate losing. I literally hate it. And it was one of the slowest times the, the 100 hurdles has ever won in. So literally five weeks ago, I would have walked the gold medal. And that's, it, that's a very hard pill to swallow. And it's one of the slowest times I've ever run in my life. So... Many people will tell you that it's the taking part that counts, but I love it when you say that you hate losing. That's exactly the kind of mindset I take into competition. That's what you need to be a winner, and you truly are. Uh, and a little fairy tells me that uh, the font of all knowledge, I should say, that is David Griffiths, says that you are now the most successful Isle of Man uh, athletics competitor in Ireland Games history. What an honour. How does that feel? 
Yeah, it's it's pretty special. Um, I would have liked to have got my 22nd medal on with a gold one, <laughs> but unfortunately I've got to settle for a silver. Um, yeah, I, do you know what? It is a great honour because the, the girl that I took over was Cheryl Doan and she was a fantastic athlete, ended up going to the Olympics and... Yeah, um, and obviously we've had other great athletes come through like Alistair Orsley, Dana Myhill or Dana Callow she is now and we've, she's got, we've got her part of our management team. So yeah, I mean, it, I think probably it'll, it'll sink in well, after the Island Games is over. I still feel a little bit disappointed at the moment. <laughs> you have been competing in, I think, 18 years ago is your, your, your first Games. So you've seen 20 years ago is your first game. So you've seen plenty of uh, athletes come and go what have you made of the current crop do you know what they're absolutely brilliant and we seem to be producing really really good juniors um, and our athletes I mean we've got Ashley who's only 19 that's come away with a gold medal we've got uh, Lydia Phoebe Keegan Elliot that are all under under 18 absolutely smashing it getting PBs Bethany Carriage getting PBs you know it's just it's just fabulous you can't ask for more you can't ask for more from an athlete to come away with a personal best in this type of competition so yeah they're brilliant and I'm proud of each and every one of them and are they in good hands with the likes of Anthony Brand and Co oh yes they're all in great hands so me, me, me and Al there to shuffle them along as well so yeah they're definitely in good hands and there's so many experienced athletes and kind of developing athletes that have been there done that before so Ashley's one of those you know she's been and done it before but so she's got a little bit of experience so everyone's helping each other which is it's just amazing what is it about the Island Games what is it about this event that you love so much that keeps you coming back the Island Games I don't know it's so special being with everyone together and it's like being a professional athlete for a week and you know none of us get into a sport thinking oh yeah we're just going to do it for a bit of a hobby we all want to try and make it to that next level to be a potentially be professional and it's the closest that most of us will ever get to it so that I think that's why it's really special most of us come back for like you get a bit of depression you've corrected me once on my fingers already so I hope I'm correct here but uh, I believe that's uh, nine games now you've been at yeah. you can't finish it on nine surely you've got to round it up to ten do you know what so many people have said that and uh to be honest, I don't feel I like am done yet. I feel like I've still got a little bit more to give. So I'm not saying no, but I'm just going to see how it goes and hopefully the body, you know, holds up because just trying to keep this together is just we're getting taped and taped and taped more and more and more. <laughs> well, from a personal point of view, it's great seeing you back at the Games once again. And I think as well from everybody on the Isle of Man, because every time you come to a Games, you do see to deliver medals and that's what we want. And you've done it once again. I know. Well, I never line up on that start line thinking I'm not going to get that medal um, ever. So, yeah, as I said, stubborn and pig-headed, I think. <laughs> Just the presence of Hannah Riley provides a massive boost to the whole squad. We heard as well this week that the Games could be coming home to the Isle of Man in 2027. I got the reaction of that news from team manager Jill Gillings. Oh, it was absolutely great to have the Ireland Games coming back to her own, the home nation. Um, wonderful news. It'd be uh, really exciting, a lot of work, a lot of things to sort of keep up with with regard to sort of what's been happening since in the last few years with, uh, with the Games. So a lot of work ahead, but very excited. How aware were you? that plans were being made to bring the games home if you like we did know about this we've been talking about it for a little while to be honest but obviously it was something that needed to be sort of confirmed i think there was a possibility with 2025 but that's going to go to innismon which we're delighted about as well so yes it's just uh, it's just come through for us 20, for 27 
You've been to a number of these events in the past. I suppose you'll be bringing your experience of what has worked well and what perhaps hasn't worked so well to try and make the, the Island Games in 2027 the best it possibly can be. Absolutely, yes. I think we've got a lot of experience all the way around and uh, we will be using that towards trying to make sure that it's the best we can give. The finite details are still to be worked out. We have been going around to, to as many sports as possible here this week and some of them aren't always in the Island Games. What assurances uh, can you give to, to certain sports or what can you say at this point in terms of what will actually be involved in the Games? I can't say anything with regard to that. We need to be looking care very carefully to see what facilities we've got, um, see what numbers might be coming in. There's a lot of factors involved um, and it will, be, it will be a very difficult process because we will have to say no to some people, which I'm not looking forward to at all, but um, that's the way that we always go. Unfortunately, these tough conversations do have to, to happen sometimes. But what this news does mean is that hopefully it inspires uh, a young generation of people to put in the hard work now so they can earn a call-up and represent their island at a Games, which is a special feeling. And as we've seen here for the Gibraltarians, it's a special moment when it's on home soil. Oh, absolutely. I think the, the whole idea and the impetus of the Games is, is, is magical. It's just so good to see the development of the sports, the inclusion of people, the joy that it brings. It's just it's a wonderful thing to be involved in. And to have it coming back to the Isle of Man is just it's smashing. Uh, just finally, because you are about to get on a boat and go out onto the water, uh, it's not over yet, but how have you found your experience of Gibraltar this year? Excellent. Oh, it's been super. The, the quality of the facilities. All right, the, peripherally, there's, there's, there's some things that still need to be done, but the competition has taken place and it's been wonderful. They, it's been super. And you found them to be hospitable hosts? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, we've got friends here and it's, always, it's the friendly games and it lives up to that. So, yes, it's been super. It's always a special moment when the Island Games are held on the Isle of Man and I'm sure the next time it's hosted on Manx soil it will be no different. One of the sports that will be hoping to be involved is judo, which has had sporadic involvement in the event since its inception back in 1985. Chris Horton is the team manager for judo and I went along earlier to find out how he and his teammates had found Gibraltar this year. The guys uh, that have come out to Gibraltar with us, um, we've got a squad of eight players, uh, seven men and one woman. Um, it's a predominantly young squad and Judo's not been in the Island Games for the last 10 years so um, most people who've gone haven't had any Island Games experience before. Uh, myself, I have, I went to Rhodes in 2007. Um, I was unable to compete in Orland in 2009 so um, trying to get back to a competitive level um, to get to Gibraltar was a big task for me personally but um, being able to uh, give some of my knowledge to the young lads coming through this is all about them, this is all about their experience and their development for, for future um, because there's going to be no judo in the Island Games for the foreseeable future so we need to make sure that these guys stay hungry for the sport, keep involved, get involved in, in events um, nationally and, and possibly internationally. So uh, this has been a great eye-opener for them to see the, the level of, of uh, competition that they need to be at to be in, to, uh, in order to improve. The fact it won't be involved next time around, is that a bit of a hammer blow to the sport in general? Well, judo's not being considered a, a core sport like uh, athletics or, or swimming or, or, or anything like that. So we've always been in and out. Um, it, was, um, it was out last time it was in Gibraltar, um, that, night five, and then it wasn't back in until 2007 in, in Rhodes. So we do have times where it, where it drops off. Um, 
so we just have to look at what events are coming up for us and, and how can we manage that to make sure that the players um, continue to train and have something to, to aim for because um, if you don't have anything to, if you're just training all the time you don't have anything to, to aim for then you'll just drop off and you'll find other things to do not a cool sport but being here in the hall at times it's been a, a cracking atmosphere many I think the Faroe Islands we watched who were very very vocal in their support so that's special for the guys just to come here and as it's not a, a course ball, as you say, the pressure is somewhat off to, uh, to to deliver a medal because you not have that experience. You don't know where the standard is at of our guys compared to the other nations. So it's been a, a special moment for you guys just to enjoy this occasion. Yeah, well, no one no one came here just to make up the numbers. Um, we, we've had hard training sessions for the last 18 months, two years. Um, people um, have, have had to drop out we've, we've, the guys that we've taken are, are fully committed to, to training and to competing hard um, I was in the bronze medal contest yesterday um, came off the wrong side of, the, of that and finished fifth um, but the, the, the passion and the emotion that you see in the, in the, in the arena um, is, is shared by all the, all the competitors um, so on the first day for the individual contests, there was a fair bit of pressure, I'd say, because no one knew what to expect. We had the Open yesterday, and that was a little bit more relaxed, and now everyone's had a taste of it. We've got the, the team event today, so everyone can go out and enjoy it and just do the best judo that they can. How difficult is it for you, as the most senior member of the team, to sometimes have to pick these guys up if they've had a particularly difficult moment here at the Games? Um, well, with someone with that sort of experience, I mean, I've, we've all had our own ups and downs in, in sport and there's people who've gone onto the mat and, and not, not won um, a contest and I've, I've had that before myself. So um, it's, we've all been a good bunch of people picking each other up when, when they've needed to be um, so, and, and cheering everyone on when, when they're on the mat. So we're, we're, we're a tight group and uh, we've been working hard together um, on and off the mat as well. Sport's been absent from the Games for a decade. Has it changed at all since it was last in the Games in Orland? Um, well, the rule sets keep changing by the governing body, the IJF, um, because they have um, Olympic criteria to meet to make sure the judo stays in the Olympics, so we have to follow those rules when we compete here. Um, so there's there's various. It's a constantly changing uh, sport and rule set. So certain things that you could do 12 years ago are banned in competition now. So for, for me, as one of the more experienced members, you've got to like change your game plan a little bit slightly and and, and adapt. But um, that's the change in nature. If anything, when uh, in any sport, when you bring in different rules, it's how you adapt to the rules that are with you at the time. I don't know if you've heard the news, but the Isle of Man has been named as the provisional host for the 2027 Island Games. I take it then you'll be pushing hard to ensure that judo does have a place in that event? Yes, we've got a very strong junior section on the island for, for judo players. Um, and when 2027 comes around, those, those guys will be uh, late teens, early 20s. So we would love to have judo included as a sport on, on, our, on our home turf. So we would definitely be pushing for that um, if the Isle of Man were successful to get it in 2027. A valiant effort from the guys who placed fifth in very testing circumstances. I'm sure they'll be doing all they can to ensure they're involved again in the near future. And their performances this year will have done them proud as they prepare to head back to the Isle of Man.
That's it from this evening, though, and also almost it for this year's Games. Tomorrow it's the closing ceremony, but not before we've had one last chance to climb up that medal table. Make sure you support all our amazing athletes from wherever you are on Friday. It could go down to the wire. I'll catch you next time. Thank you.